Thanks for joining us at Warehouse Church. We would love for you to stay connected, and a great way for you to do that is to simply subscribe to this podcast. You can also stay connected throughout the week by checking out our website, warehousechurch.com, or by visiting our Facebook or Instagram pages. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us online today. We are very appreciative of everybody that's helped out over the past month and a half with our My Favorite Verse theme uh, that we've been doing in my messages. I'm very excited to tell you about my series that I'm starting next week called Emotions in Motion. We're going to talk about our emotional health and uh, how we all have different types of emotions, and we're going to have some fun with it as well. Uh, But I want to encourage you, uh, you'll see at the end of the service today when we make our announcements uh, uh, a slide uh, talking about our series next week that you can invite people to. Uh, It'll be kind of an invite to our service next week at 10 o'clock, and we hope you'll be there for that. Either uh, online, uh, www.warehousechurch.com, you can check out our website, it'll take you to the link, or Warehouse Church Facebook page, Uh, either way you can do that and um, be a part of our online experience, but we want to encourage you as you're starting to feel comfortable, as some of the quarantines and... um, social gathering limits are being lifted, to start working your way back home. We miss you, Warehouse Church. We have certainly appreciated your faithfulness during this time. But if I can encourage you, I had a good friend of mine, Pastor Tim Chambers, say on, and he spoke in our church last year as well. He said on his Facebook, he uh, he pastors in New Jersey, and he made a comment that, uh, maybe we should have church in the, uh, in the plumbing aisle at Lowe's because there's more people there than we're allowed to have in our building. I kind of thought that was funny, but I've been going to Lowe's and Home Depot almost daily and sometimes two, three times a day because we've been trying to tighten up our house and do some house projects that we haven't had the time to do that we're able, we were able to finish up this last week, but you know how that goes. It never ends. But, you know, I was at Kroger, and I was at Walmart, and I was at Lowe's, and I was at Home Depot, and I just don't want church to be the last thing that I'm going to feel comfortable going to, because I could promise you something, uh, and there's no disrespect intended towards any of those businesses or any of those stores, you will find a much cleaner experience coming into the doors of Warehouse Church. Our building is immaculate. It's been uh, sanitized. Every, weekly, uh, right before our service, we have a, a sanitation process that we're going through, and then we have social distancing in place. We have our usher seating people the proper length away. We just want you to come back home and get reconnected to your church family. Thankful that you're online with us today, but we hope we see you back again soon. Hey, I want to invite your attention to Psalm chapter 119. And I called my message today, this is the last in our series of My Life Verse, I called my message today The Unhidden Treasure. Some of you remember and have seen the movie, I grew up in the 80s and there was a lot of great John Huston dating, graduating, you know, coming of age movies that happened uh, during the 80s. One of our, it's probably a cult classic you could call it, uh, is a movie called The Goonies. And The Goonies is the tales of some, uh, a young group of friends and 
they wind up finding this hidden treasure off of a uh, off of a pirate ship and this cove by the beach and you know all of us that were growing up in the 80s thought man I wonder if there is a hidden treasure that we could find someday and I'm going to tell you something that's actually happened to me um, we used to go to the beach at Rehoboth Beach on the Delaware coast when we were growing up every summer and we would play the video games the arcade games and even some of the guaranteed to lose your money to win a doll games right and I, we, were, we were playing one of those games one time. We know we would, you pay a quarter to play a game or 50 cents. And it was always about quarters. If you wanted to go in and have a whole day at uh, Funland, you bought a $10 roll of quarters, and that could take you a whole day with you and a couple friends. But we noticed when we were playing a game one time, uh, somebody dropped some quarters, and we went to pick them up, and they went through the wooden slots of the boardwalk. And our minds started racing a little bit. I wonder what's happening to all those quarters. Surely there's got to be some kind of big siphon down there that catches all of these lost quarters because nobody's letting those quarters go undiscovered, right? So we, met, so we made a decision. We were going to crawl under the boardwalk, and it was a pretty big army crawl. It was probably about 50, maybe even 60 yards from the beach, you could take maybe one step under the boardwalk, and then it would get closer and closer and closer and closer. I could never do that today because I would definitely uh, feel squeezed in by that tight, tight space. But we used to do the army crawl up there. Just when we started to get too tired, my brother and I, we were crawling up there, crawling up there, sand in our face, all in our shirts, going down our bathing suit. We saw a couple quarters. We scooped up those quarters and that gave us the, the, the bravery that we needed to go farther. And we army crawled up about another five or six yards. And there it was, an unhidden treasure of probably $20 or $30 worth. Now let me tell you something. When you're 14 years old and you're coming out with a bucket of quarters, the first thing you're not doing is telling anybody about it because that becomes a weekly income resource for young teenagers at the beach. And I'm going to tell you, 30 bucks, we bought a t-shirt, we went to Grotto's Pizza, large pizza was $5, a dollar a drink, $7, we'd have a whole meal out of it, and we just had the greatest time doing that. But of course, other people found out, saw us doing it, and they found a way to stop us to do it, and that unhidden treasure became a hidden treasure again. You know, the Word of God is such a treasure in our lives. And sometimes it's right in front of us like those quarters are and we don't even see it. And I want to talk to you today about an unhidden treasure in Psalm 119 verses 9 through 16. And I'm going to read those for you. I'm reading, people have asked me this all the time and I love this. They say, Pastor, what version of the Bible do you read from or do you primarily use for your personal reading or devotions? That's a great question. Primarily, I use uh, the NIV, the New, New International Version, when I read on Sunday. That's usually my primary text, but I'll also use a lot from the New Living Translation, uh, NLT, or the English Standard Version, ESV. Uh, there's really some great translations out there that'll help you with your reading. Uh, I prefer in my personal reading to read from the New Living Translation because it flows uh, a, a little bit in, in today's current language uh, for me 
and, and that's what I like to read. But I'm going to read today, and you'll see it on our screen, from the uh, NIV, New International Version, Psalm 119, verses 9 through 16. How can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? I seek you with all of my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With all of my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in the following statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Now you, as you read through, I've I've told you before, one of the facts about Psalm 119, and if you remember what it is, somebody's got to remember what it is. What is a biblical, historical fact about someone, even though when it was originally written, there were no chapter or verse uh, separations, but as, the, as language evolved and so on and so forth, uh, this Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible, and I want to ask you, how many verses does it have? If you know the answer to that, just put it in our feed right now. How many verses are in Psalm 119? Don't cheat and look it up or flip your page over in your Bible. But how many verses are in Psalm 119? Do you remember this also? Psalm 117 is the, right? Come on, somebody send in the comment bar. Shortest chapter in the Bible, Psalm 118. 118 is the middle, exact middle chapter in the Bible. Those are just fun facts for for you to know about the structure of the Word of God. But in this chapter here, we in this, this section of this chapter in Psalm 119, we see uh, some different treasures that I want to pull out for you today, unhidden treasures. The first unhidden treasure that I want to share with you are treasured words in this section. Now remember, just about every verse in Psalm 119, and the right answer is 176, and I hope somebody got that right. But just about every verse in Psalm 119 talks about or directly points to the Word of God. They use, it uses many different words. Just in this section alone, let me read you the words that refer to the Word of God in order. Word, commands, word, decrees, laws, statutes, precepts, ways, decrees, and once again, the word, word is used. Those are treasured words. They are referring to these wonderful words of life, God's holy inspired and preserved word. And God wrote this because he knew that we needed this. He knew that we needed this not only to have a way to be redeemed or to be brought to the Lord so that we can have a relationship with him, but to guide us through our life every single day. I love this first verse when it says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity By living according to your word. What a great how-to lesson this is. How do I make good decisions in my life? How do I have a relationship with God? All the how questions that we have, right? We have how questions about how do I dress? How do I take care of my family during this uh, worldwide pandemic? How do I take care of my finances? How do I take care of my health? How do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do that? And there is no greater how-to manual ever written throughout the history of mankind 
than the Word of God. How can we make good decisions and stay on the pathway to purity? It says here in the very first verse, by, by, by living according. By. How can? By living according to the Word of God. So if you're going to live according to this manual that God wrote for us, then we've got to get into it. We've got to read it. We've got to understand it. And just like we talked about this month, we need to be memorizing verses or little sections from this book to help guide our lives. You say, oh man, scripture memory, that's such a hard thing. My dad and I and my brother Joe, we've been playing this trivia game through text messaging lately. And I know this, you're going to love to hear this. I haven't talked about Philly sports in maybe a week or two. But we ask questions to one another about Philadelphia sports history. Very, very relevant for this message today. I'm, 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 I'm assured of that. So while I'm talking about Philly sports history, I want you to write your favorite team in the comment bar right now for whatever sport it is, okay? If you want to know my favorite teams, the prefix is always Philadelphia. That's just the way my father raised me, and that's where I spent most of my life. But... We've been asking questions to one another through text messaging, and it's been interesting. Some of the text messages that we've sent back and forth and some of the questions, and just irrelevant, non-life-changing facts about important years uh, of our sports experience growing up in Philadelphia. And my, and, and my wife and I were, were, were home that night, and I was talking about it, and I had Pandora on because my fresh... My friend Jeff Simpson, who helped me remodel my bathrooms, I'm so thankful for that, got me hooked on Pandora, and I was listening to some classic rock one night at home, sitting on my back deck, relaxing after a long day, and I knew every word to every song. See, there's a lot of things that I, even though memorization may be hard for you, there's a lot of things that you've memorized, listen, church, that are important to you, that are important to you. Songs, dates, birthdays, calendars, schedules. We, mem- we can memorize things if we really put our mind and our heart to it. And the Bible says if we hide God's word in our heart, why do we do that? Because that is going to be the motivation and the teaching we need and the guidance, the compass we need to obey God. These treasured words speak of the value of God's word in our lives. And there's treasured phrases, and we'll focus on verse number 11. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. There's three treasured phrases. Number one phrase that's a treasured phrase is your word. Your word. It's not just a word. It's not just a book. It's God's word. It's the God of the universe that spoke the world and the universe into existence wrote these things from his mouth to the hearts of man so that we could pen these and write these things out so that we would understand a very special message that God had for us. If you were, my, my, one, one of my girls received their stimulus check this week, and in her stimulus check came a, a letter from the President of the United States. That's pretty cool. I remember when one of our, a couple of our daughters that got married, they send their, their wedding invitations to the White House, and we actually received back a congratulations letter 
uh, from the President of the United States, and I'm sure it's in their wedding book or they saved it somehow, congratulating them on getting married. Pretty cool uh, to have something like that because it was from the President. It was from him. To, now, we know that the President actually didn't handwrite that letter uh, at the time, but we also know that it was an honor that somebody in the White House got that invitation and reciprocated back congratulating one of our girls uh, for getting married. And it had value because it was from somebody that's very, very significant. The Word of God. Listen, we say the Word of God, we think of these really, really religious things. The Bible, you know, religion, and all these different things. Make it very, very personal. God's Word. God's voice that spoke. And God's Word is powerful. God's Word spoke the universe into existence. God's Word raised people from the dead. God's Word, the Word of Jesus Christ, healed uh, in, in, in God's name, the power of God and the power of God's word in our lives is a treasure. The second treasured phrase that the psalmist wants us to understand, he said this, your word I have hidden, and that word hidden, you go back to the translation of this verse in the original uh, language that it was written in, also has a parallel meaning of the word treasure. Your word I have hidden, or I have treasured, hidden so much that it's a treasure that, that's inside of my life. A tre- What's a treasure to you today? If you were to ask me some treasures that I have in my life, uh, I would say my wife is my greatest treasure here on this earth. And I want to thank everybody that sent us out well wishes. This week was our 35th wedding anniversary. And they said, Pastor, you must be old. Ah, I'm a little bit old. But we waited a long time to get married. We were 18 years old when we got married. But I'm uh, just kidding when I say that. But we were 18 when we got married. And uh, my wife is a treasure. My daughters are a treasure in my life. My grandkids are a treasure in my I would even say if they weren't in the room that my son-in-laws are a treasure in my life, right? But what's a treasure in your life? And what the psalmist is saying here. Your words have so much value in my life, it's like a treasure. A treasure of never-ending value. A treasure that changes my life. What's, a, what's an amount of money that you could win on the lottery or discover as a hidden treasure that would change your life? You've heard that phrase before, a life-changing amount of money, Right? Well, what kind of life change can we have because of the value of the word of God? Your word, I treasure. And then it says this, in my heart, in my heart. When we talk about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we say, God will give you a a clean heart and a brand new start. If you ask Christ to come into your life, come into your heart and save you. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says you will be saved. And in your heart's very, very important, right? Uh, we, we can love somebody affectionately. We can love somebody by demonstrating love, by doing things from, but there's a deep love that resides inside of our heart for those that we love the most. Valentine's Day is symbolized by what? The drawing of not a human heart, but of, uh, of a heart, uh, the red heart symbol. 
And if you understand what that means, throw me up some hearts right now on your comment bar, okay? But you think about those phrases together. Your word is a treasure in my heart. It's a treasure in my heart. So we understand these treasured words. We understand these treasured phrases that are shared with us in verse number 11. But now we understand, now I want you to understand how this treasure can help your life today. Treasured help. The first thing I want to share with you, and this is kind of in closing uh, today, church, is God's word, stored or saved, can keep you from sin. So if God's word, stored, saved, remembered, referred to, acknowledged, lived by, if it's those things that could keep me from doing the very thing that made us separated from God at birth is sin, do you think there would be value in your life if you memorize verses from Scripture? We're going to send you, I'm going to have Christina and Nikki put in our comment bar right now as I'm talking. Uh, this, there's two different websites I want you to look at for use of Bible memory. And I'm going to challenge you, church, and I'm going to take this challenge on myself. For you, starting this weekend, uh, the, the, the second to the last weekend of May, I believe it's May 25th, I want you today to memorize one verse per week for the next 52 weeks. So basically, you will start now and you'll finish next year on just before Memorial Day weekend. Memorizing one verse a week. A verse like this out of Psalm 119, verse 11. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So how do you memorize scripture? You say, Pastor, I've never memorized a verse out of the Bible. How do I do that? So you know, you know what you can do? If you take a whole week to memorize that verse, in your personal time alone with the Lord every single day, and I hope you're doing that every single day, read that verse five or six times. Just read it. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. To try to have an understanding of what it means. Hiding God's word in my heart to keep me from doing bad stuff. I'm hiding God's word in my heart to keep me from making mistakes. Right? Get an understanding of what that verse means and it'll be easier to memorize. Put it on a card. I love the passage of Deuteronomy when it talks about the laws and decrees that we're supposed to pass on to our kids. Moses says this. You take them, you write them on a placard. You put that placard on your fence. You put another placard of those rules or those decrees or those laws out of Scripture on top of your door. He said they need to be so important in your life that you write them on the inside of your eyelids. Now, I don't know if that's the first time in the Bible that justifies tattoos, but I could tell you something. I'm not anti-tattoo, but I could tell you this. Homie ain't getting a tattoo on the inside of his eyelids. But here's what Moses is saying. You ought to see them every single day in your life because you need them to guide you. <clears throat> you need them to guide you. So these two different sites that you'll see in our stream today are two different sites that you can go to that will help you organize, memorizing 52 verses over that, you say, 52 verses, that sounds like a lot. Listen, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One verse per week. And don't dis get discouraged. If you miss a week or if you miss two weeks, don't just quit. Oh, I can't do it. I didn't do it. Listen, you, you on Sunday, maybe after church or on Monday, whenever you would start your new week, get a three-by-five card. Or listen, cheat a little bit. Take your cell phone out and take a good picture of that. Go to you version and highlight that verse and send it to your Facebook and read it 
over and over and over again. Maybe you could find somebody you could be accountable with, your husband or your wife or students, maybe one of your friends that you could talk about. You say, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do. You find somebody that you can be accountable with and memorize scripture with. If you could do it by yourself, then do that. But take, join me on this 52-week challenge of memorizing one verse per week. Because here's the truth of the matter. So many of these people that shared their testimonies this past month about their life verse made this statement. Well, this might not be my life, life verse, but it sure has been a verse that's helped me through a difficult time in my life. Where it's one of my favorite verses. Because listen, even though there's extremely significant verses, like a John 3.16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's, I call that like an anthematic verse, right? One of those bigger than life verses like Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, uh, not do I live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Those are really, really, really strong, powerful verses that a lot of us have heard many, many times. And it uses illustrations even in different sermons, even if they're not preached as a primary text. Those big anthematic verses, a lot of those verses will be in that. But you will find treasures in the Word of God that, that will be in your heart and help you through the rest of your life. And listen, if you go through all 52 weeks and then next year you can't quite remember that verse word by word, I promise you that God's word in your life will return as a treasure. It'll guide you. It'll sustain you. It'll encourage you in your walk with the Lord. Would you memorize 52 verses with me this year and join that challenge with me today? If you'll do that right now, right now on the thing, just say, Pastor, I will. Just write that. I will. I will. I'm in. You're, give me a thumbs up. Let's get a whole bunch of people together that will memorize verses so that when we do the same series next year, My Life Verse, we'll have hundreds of people that are ready to share a verse that's been encouragement to them through the past year. Treasured help. God's word stored, saved, memorized will keep you from sin. Here's the second thing. When you understand its value, you're going to keep it very close to you. You're going to keep it very close to you. There are things that my wife and I have saved through the years that are treasures to us. And they're treasures to us, but they might not mean anything to anybody else. When Kim and I were dating, she wrote me, no, this is the truth, literally a three or four page poem about our relationship when we got engaged. Little stories of when we started dating, mentioned some of our friends. She rhymed throughout the whole thing. It's awesome. I have that letter probably from 38 years ago sitting in my top clothes drawer uh, in my bedroom. I also have a letter that my daughter Christina wrote to me a few years ago. Uh, very, very significant that some of the things that she shared with me. And, and, and I saved that letter. Uh, we have things from our daughter Katie that, that we'll never, ever uh, part with because they mean so much to us. Things from our daughter Kelsey that, that are so significant and personal. If you would find it somewhere, you may even chuck it. But to us, it's a treasure. Emily had this blanket when she was a baby, and she called it her B. And Christina, her oldest sister, 
as, as Emily would kind of pull the phrase and, and pull it apart and pull it apart, she would cut it, make it smaller, make it smaller, make it, it's probably the size of a postage stamp now, but that blanket was a pretty good sized blanket. She kept cutting it, making it, and it's probably maybe, I'd say 18 inches by 18 inches uh, square. I have that blanket in my room because she would take it up to me when she was a little girl and rub it on my face and say, Daddy, this is how I fall asleep at night. Maybe it can help you too. That's a treasure to me. Memories that we have as our family, memories that Kim and I share that we've <clears throat> elude, talked about a lot this week and she shared some of those things on Facebook uh, about our life this week, celebrating our anniversary that are treasures to me. You see, when you have something that's of value to you, you keep it very, very close. I took a copy of God's Word in English and in Spanish, and when we built our stage, we have like a, a, a time memory box, and inside of that box is a copy of the Word of God in English that was one of my Bibles I used for preaching in years, for years, and another copy in Spanish from our sweet, sweet, awesome gladiator, nicest guy in the whole world, missionary Frank Gillespie, that he used when he was preaching in churches in Mexico when he was a missionary there for years. That's a treasure, church. And if you memorize these verses, <clears throat> they will become a treasure. They'll become a guidepost. They'll be a memories that you will attach to these verses that have helped you through difficult times these treasures, and they continue to gain value. The Word of God doesn't lose value. It's not like the stock market and does this and does this and does this. The Word of God has intrinsic value on your life every single day when you read it, learn from it, and submit to it. And the great thing about the treasure of the Word of God as you put it in your heart and use it as a guidepost for your life, there are immeasurable or uncountable or never-ending withdrawals that you'll be able to make from that treasure. But it's got to guide you. And why do we talk about this, about our life verse? And why do we talk about the Word of God being a treasure in our life now, right? Because I think more than ever, people need something that they can hold on to that's not the news, negative or positive, that's not conjecture, that's not maybe we all need something that doesn't change, that has value in our life, not only for today to help me to be the man that I need to be and the husband that I need to be today, but it'll also guide me in my relationship with Jesus Christ. This book is a treasure. God wrote it miraculously, preserved it miraculously, and has it for you today to guide your life. Whether it's a hardcover Gideon Bible, whether it's a, a prize Bible that you won in junior church years and years ago. I like this Cambridge Bible because I can put notes in the margin and I do that with a lot of my studying that I do. But you find a copy of Scripture that can become a treasure to you. Probably my favorite place where I read the Bible from is on my phone and on my tablet on version, because it just helped me to sanctify those devices so that I have all the most significant thing that comes out of that is the positive 
impact of the Word of God. I hope the Word of God is a treasure in your life today. Will you join me in our 52-week challenge to memorize one verse a week? I'll be talking about it today at noon. Uh, Tell you the one I'm going to do and how I'm going to systematically do that in my life. And I hope you'll join me as soon as this church service is over this morning. But let's make the Word of God. Don't make it just my life verse. Let's make this our life book. Let's pray. This morning, Father, I want to thank you for your Word. Lord, there are times in our lives when we stumble across things or even own things that have so much value and we don't even realize the value of it. And we have this book, these wonderful words of life, these preserved, inspired words from you, a love letter written to us so that we can have a relationship with you and have forgiveness of sins. So we can have a place that we will live forever and ever and ever that Jesus is preparing for us. So that we can have guidance in our life every single day on a daily basis. And we need that. I need that, Lord. I need your word so much. And I thank you for it. I thank you for the treasure that it's been in my life. Even when maybe there have been times I haven't really fully understand the full value of it. Lord, I thank you for the guidance that it's been in my life. And I pray that over every family that's listening today, that the Word of God would be the centerpiece, not just a big old book on a table in their living room on a coffee table, but a book that's daily part of their life, treasuring and hiding God's Word in their life so that they might not sin against you, so that they'll get to know you, so that they'll start to develop the mind of God in their lives and their decision-making so that they would fully understand your complete and total revealed will to every human being that's ever walked the face of this earth and to know and to understand better our Lord Jesus who gave himself for us. Father, bless us today. Help us to fall in love with your word like never before. We pray this over everybody's life this morning. In Jesus' name we pray and say it with me this morning, church. Amen. Hey, listen. Thanks for joining us. I'm very humbled that you've allowed Warehouse Church to be part of your day of worship today and to be a part of your life. And I pray that you'll stay faithful. I pray that you'll come back soon. We met live today at 10 o'clock. We're going to be meeting next Sunday live at 10 o'clock. And we are sure looking forward. Listen, it's going to be like a family reunion. We want everybody to come home. Come home when you're ready. Come home when you're comfortable. Come home when you're healthy. Let's get everybody to come home. God bless you, church. I'll be talking to you at 12 o'clock today. I hope you'll come back on with me on Facebook Live. Thank you for worshiping with us today. Have a great day. We love you, Warehouse Church.